Welcome to Back on the Broomstick, a modern witch's spoken word grimoire, where two witchy friends from way back are reconnecting to their pagan roots after a long period of mundanity. We're rewalking the path of the wise and trying out all the latest spells, rituals, and magical theory in today's witchcraft and pagan practices. So grab your wand and your incense, your cauldron and your crystals, and join us as we get Back back on on the Broomstick. Hey, witches, welcome to Back on the Broomstick. I'm Layla. And I am Shell. And today we have an awesome topic. I don't know how I feel about it, but it's awesome. (laughs) Today we have decided to do an episode where we try something new. And one of the things I've seen a few people try is chat GPT using AI for magic. So Shell and I have decided to ask one of the AI generators and see if we could come up with a magical spell or ritual and then try it and see if it actually works. Is there magic in AI? I do at some point want to just also quickly touch on the AI art. That is something in a lot of the stuff where I read a lot of articles on people's opinion on, you know, chat GPT generated um, spells and rituals. And along with that was the art aspect Mm -hmm. of AI generated tarot decks, oracles, and other ritual tools. So I do want to briefly touch on that at some point too and get your opinion. Oh, absolutely. Let's talk about all things AI and magic, and we'll see where it goes, where it leads us. First, let's start out with what is ChatGPT? According to their website, it's an artificial intelligence chatbot developed by OpenAI, and it was released November 2022. And the name itself combines chat, which is its functionality, and GPT, which is an acronym that stands for Generative Pre-Trained Transformer which is basically a type of large language model. All that means, it's fancy words to basically say it's a big script, it's a big mathematical program that uses language. You give it a prompt and it will come up with an answer for you. It'll answer almost as if it's a person, as if it's speaking to you with any type of question or prompt that you can put into it. And all it's really doing is it's taking every word and looking for the next most likely word to go there. And in doing so, it can come up with very realistic sounding conversation. Now, let me dummy this down for people that think more like me and not Layla's geek talk. (laughs) How I look at it as when I write in a prompt, it is going to scour all of the internet, every bit of information available, and shoot me back an answer. With that, There are some mistruths on the internet, but I'm intrigued. Let's debunk some mistruths. What are we talking about? We had decided to do a try this thing. And initially, I didn't know what spell to look for. I I wanted ChatGPT to come up with a spell for me. I didn't know what the hell I wanted. I didn't necessarily need a magical act in my life. So I was doing it more for the sake of experiment. So I put in love spell. Now it did generate something and you did it. So, you know, it kind of gives you step by step one, do this two, do this. But what really grinded my gears at the end, there was a disclaimer. It was one of, I forget the exact wording, but it was something to the effect of magic is a bunch of bullshit, you know, take it with a grain of salt. 
we don't support spirituality. Oh, see, I got an entirely different disclaimer at the end. Ooh, what'd you get? I got, remember that the best spells come from the heart, so feel free to modify this to better suit your needs. The most important part is to believe in your spell and the power of your intentions. Good luck on your path to success. Mine also did say something to the effect of, if someone doesn't like you, deal with it. And you can't make someone like you. Don't think you're going to do a love spell and manipulate someone's like true. Like, basically, they were chastising you for wanting a love spell. That's kind of the same advice a lot of witches would give you if you asked for a love spell, though. It was the wording and how they blended in. We're writing this, but we think spirituality is a bunch of mumbo jumbo. It rubbed me the wrong way. So I decided, screw that. I change it to a prosperity spell. What I got at the end of that, it says, remember, spell work is most effective when combined with practical actions in a positive mindset. Focus on cultivating gratitude, embracing opportunities, and making wise financial decisions in alignment with your goals. May this spell bring you blessings of good fortune and prosperity on your path. Blessed be. Two totally different endings this one is like, oh, you magical being, good luck to you. And the other one is like, who do you think you are doing a love spell, you horny, lonely bitch? <laughs> I think that's because on the internet, if you ask a pagan, a witch, or a Wiccan for a love spell, most of the time you'll get an admonition. Don't do it because it's manipulation. And we've talked about this before in love spells, you know, whether it's manipulation or not, and they can be. They can also be like psychic flirting. So I think that's pretty common to what you would get if you asked a real life pagan as opposed to artificial intelligence. But a real life pagan has tact. That's artificial true. They intelligence <laughs> does not have tact, okay? I think no. it might have come down to the tact thing, but I was like, I got a fucking robot now telling me I'm an asshole. What prompt did you use? Like, how did you ask it? Something to the effect of, Pretend you're a Wiccan high priestess who studies Celtic lore. Write me a spell for love. You did something very, very good there. What? Pretend you're a Wiccan high priestess. You put that in your prompt. I highly recommend anyone who's listening to this, if you're going to ask ChatGPT to give you any type of information on spell work or rituals or magic, ask it to pretend it's someone first. You know, ask it to pretend it's a a modern eclectic green witch pagan or ask it to pretend that it's a goddess a deity ask it to pretend it's anything that has um, meaning to you or your path and then ask it for your ritual or your spell and you'll get a much better answer if you just go into the prompt and say give me a love spell you're going to get all sorts of admonitions and disclaimers in the beginning you'll get a much better answer if you ask it to pretend to be someone first for the ritual, I wrote, pretend you are a high priestess in the Celtic tradition with a ritual being Wiccan-based. And then it asked me if it wanted me to uh, explore ancient Celtic traditions. So I kind of had to, I had to prompt it again. And I said, in the Celtic tradition with the ritual being Wiccan-based. And then it wrote me out a ritual. So I feel like how I wrote the beginning of the spell command and the ritual command is what made it work. Does that make sense? Yeah, I love that it was trying to give you a lesson. Kind of very high priestess-like. <laughs> right, but 
that wasn't what I was looking for. <laughs> I did a very similar prompt. I asked it to write a spell for success, making sure to incorporate casting a circle, calling in relevant energies or deities, and include a list of all items. And I said to do it in the style of a modern witch pagan high priestess with mild Celtic and Wiccan leanings. I wrote, write a spell for good fortune and money. Hey, I guess we're both looking for success. After I told it to pretend it was a Wiccan high priestess who studies Celtic lore, then I said, write a spell for good fortune and money. I have access to GPT-4, which is the most current version. Um, most of the free versions are GPT-3.5. Layla's a nerd. <laughs> yeah, I definitely am a nerd. So I asked both versions the exact same prompt to see if it would give me any type of difference. And it did. So I'm going to talk a little bit about really? this. Really? Yeah. So just because it's AI doesn't mean it's consistent. That's correct. And if you go through Bard or ChatGPT, you're going to get different types of answers. But all of them are pretty interesting. Mine also gave a step-by-step. -step. It told me how to set up a sacred space and cast a circle. And the GPT-3 gave me some kind of cheesy, by the power of earth, air, fire, and sea, I cast the circle, sacred space for me. With each step I take, success shall be my guide. As I journey forth, may blessings be multiplied. Which was pretty cool, I thought. You know what I got for quarters? Which get? By the light of this flame so bright, I call forth fortune day and night from the ancient lands and realms unseen, bring prosperity to flow like a stream. I like that. I love it. That's pretty cool. I did have it do a chant. Oh, I didn't even think of a chant. Duh. And this is what it came up with, which I thought was a pretty powerful spell. Breeds inspiration, lose golden light. Through Degas's sign, let my dreams take flight. Air, fire, water, and earth combine. Lead me to success, for now's the time. Golden coin, green flames dance. Guide my journey, advance my chance. Through the elements, my plea resounds. Guide my steps to prosperous grounds. As this note turns to embers bright, in my will I trust I invite. With the spell, my goals in sight. Manifest prosperity by day and night. You know what my favorite phrase in there is? What's that? Embers bright. I have to say, that's some good shit. Right? And the reason it talks about as this note turns to embers bright is because in the spell, they have you write down your definition of success on a piece of paper. And then you anoint a green candle with your success oil. And while anointing it, you focus on your intention and imagine your success manifesting. And then you light the candle, hold a golden coin and a green candle and, you know, do all this invocation. But then they eventually have you burn that paper where you've written your definition of success in the green candle. Right. And then uh, drop it in a fireproof bowl. And as it burns, you're supposed to imagine your desire being carried out to the universe to make this manifestation come true, which is everything I've read in this spell so far are all things I would write or suggest, or you might write, or you might read in a popular book or on someone's webpage. And then it goes through and has you thank the deities and the energies and close the circle. It has every single step that I would do in a spell. Now with mine, all the steps were there, they had two different or three different um, verbal spells, quote unquote, but it didn't go into detail on a lot of the steps. You know, step one, you know, find a quiet and sacred space where you can perform the spell without interruption. 
clean the area and cast a protective circle if you wish. Doesn't tell you about the circle, the quarters or whatever. That's on you. The good thing is ChatGPT and most of these AI programs will elaborate if you ask them to. So right after it gives you the spell, you can ask it to elaborate on or explain any part of it that you need more information. Take a few moments, ground and center, you know, take some deep breaths, visualize peaceful green light enveloping you. Now, remember, I did a, a, a prosperity and money. So they tell you to visualize this green light. While you are visualizing this green light, that is when you say that short little paragraph I read a few minutes ago. Then they say, place a few drops of patchouli or cinnamon oil in a small dish or bowl. Hold it with both of your hands. Envision your life filled with abundance. Visualize your financial goals being met, opportunities for success, and an overall sense of prosperity. Gently pass the green candle through the aromatic smoke rising from the dish. Love that phrase. Use that energy to kind of manifest the thought of prosperity. And they have you, it says, as you do this, repeat the following, which again, this is like rock solid. Candle of green, bring wealth my way. Good fortune and abundance, come and stay. With every flicker, my desires grow. Prosperity and blessings, now I know. This is shit you would read in any book. Right. Then it goes on to, you know, once you feel that the candle has absorbed your energy and intention, extinguish it safely. I prefer fingers. Uh, I think when you blow out a candle, that gives different intention. Personally, I think that no matter how you put out a candle, you're using a different element. So I don't worry about it mostly. Take a green ribbon or cord, tie it around a pouch or container, and create a small, like, sachet. They tell you to put a charm in this. Put your intentions into the charm and into the bag. Carry it with you. And then close the spell by expressing gratitude to the universe, the elements, deity, spirit. Release and trust the process. In mine, the same thing happened. I made sure to put in a request for a list of ingredients. And GPT-3 gave me just a list clear quartz crystal, bowl of salt, green candle, etc. GPT-4 gave me a list that said a white candle to represent purity, truth, and peace, a green candle to represent wealth and abundance, a golden coin to symbolize success and prosperity. And then it went through and it it told me why, like a piece of aventurine for luck and opportunity. And I checked these. All of these are correct correspondences. Wait, what one gave you that? GPT-4. Okay, because I use the baseline poor folk free version of chat GPT. And what I got was a green candle representing prosperity and abundance, patchouli or cinnamon essential oil symbolizing wealth and success. And then it just says a small dish or bowl, a small pouch or container and green or gold ribbon or cord. Both gave us lists. GPT three and four gave us different lists. And sometimes it would explain why it gave the list and sometimes not. Right. You can always ask it for more information. When you did the spell, did you do it exactly as written? I did not. When I am trying to manifest prosperity, I am very big on writing shit on bay leaves. You and those bay leaves. Everything's on a bay leaf. (laughs) You know, I don't know why. It just is. 
I have a thing for the bark from uh, birch trees, like birch tree bark. I love to use shed birch tree bark to write my spells on and burn that. It's a lot of Dude, fun. Dude, I have a birch tree in my front yard. I will start getting that off the ground and saving it for you. Well, hell, bay leaves are so small. How do you write out everything you need? Sometimes you need a big piece of bark, man. <laughs> now, I'm glad you brought that up because I have in the past, don't judge me. Like when my kids were in like middle school and high school, you know, the the little pen thing of a solid glue and you would rub it on. Yeah, yeah. Like the chapstick glue stick looking like thing. Like a glue stick. Right. I would glue bay leaves together so that I could write like a damn paragraph. <laughs> you know I'm wordy. You know I'm wordy. <laughs> I fucking love that. I'd have like three or four or five kind of glued Oh my goodness, Shell, that's awesome. <laughs> I do remember one time contemplating stapling them. And then I was like, you know what? Metal in a spell is not what I'm looking to do. The point is, is that each of these spells came up with an actual success spell. And you do need to be careful because if you ask ChatGPT a question, any of these AI, these large language processing models, a question, they're not a truth model it's a language prediction. They just come up with what's the most likely next word. And so they can be misled and they can give you false information, what the developers call a hallucination. So if you ask it for information, it will give you an amazing amount of information. It could be your high priestess. It can but just you. like everything else on the internet. You can't always trust and believe 110%. Verify, verify, verify. It will help you in your learning. Actually, if you use ask ChatGPT a question and then go through and verify the facts that you find there, it's going to help you learn that information that much better. And it will also help you kind of learn your craft if you are newer or hone in on some things or remind you of some things if you're not newer. Everything online, you should at least check two or three sources before you fully trust and believe. Absolutely. And that goes with anything online, not just magical stuff or, or what have you. You know, just you can't just trust everything you read out there. That's so true. So true. But back to, to trying the spell, you said you didn't do it as written because you like to write on bay leaves? Well, there's a couple points to that. One, you know, I'm a weirdo and I have these weird fascinations, especially when it comes to like herbs and stuff. I feel like I can't do a spell that doesn't involve herbs. It's weird. It's a shell thing. As written, your AI spell did not involve any type of herbs? No, it involved patchouli and cinnamon oil, but... Because I'm also a weirdo, I just happen to have those two things on hand. But no, it didn't. And to me, that just don't fly. I am also a spell rewriter. We usually write a lot of our own spells, but particularly in the beginning. And sometimes when we don't have time, we will take a spell from online or a spell from a book and rework it right and rewrite it to be our own and either be tailored to more specific situation or just to be more personal and that's what i did the bay leaf thing was me manifesting specific things as you are well aware i have had a issue with my vehicle that has somehow become more expensive than it should and that has been piling on some stress on me so I did this one night after work, pulled up chat GPT, rocked it out. And the next day, 
other than adding the bay leaf and writing out my specifics, which were car related, other than that, I wanted to do it verbatim because I want to know is what it's producing good enough. I don't want to say good enough in a hoity-toity way, but in a... But will it work? Right. Because there are people out there that will take this verbatim. So I wanted the verbatim experience. That's what I did. I just added the bay leaf thing at the end. You know, funny story. So one night I look it up and research it and, and get it to write out. The next night I did it. And then the next afternoon stuff started to work out with my car situation and that will be resolved in like four days. Wow. That's fantastic. I love when they come back so quickly. So it definitely had power and worked for you. Could have been the bay leaf. I don't know. But when I originally pulled it up, I was skeptical. Do not get me wrong. But when I read that by the light of this flame so bright, I call forth fortune day and night. I was getting sucked in. I was like, no shit. No shit. That's good. And I mean, you and I separately and together have written some badass rituals and spells. This isn't horrible. (laughs) I like how you put that. I I agree. This is not horrible. This is just as good, if not better, as stuff that I have read out there from other people. I I wouldn't say it's like better, better, because it, it definitely has a a little bit of a roteness to it. You know, it doesn't have quite the soul of some that I've seen or things that you and I have seen, but it's dang good. It's good. And you can make it better. So I did mine as is. I did it verbatim for the exact same reason. I wanted to see if there was any power here. If I gave this a shot, would this actually work as a spell? Now, mine has not had as immediate results as yours has, uh, but I, I felt it. As I was doing the magic, as I was casting circle, it felt like a spell I had written or a spell, you know, that someone had written for me and it, it worked. I could feel the magic moving. I felt like I was in that space. Now, my success was for something very specific as well. And I do feel like things are moving in that direction. And, and I, I very much felt the energy. I felt the magic. So it, there's definitely something there. Now, in the future, I would rewrite it just because that's who I am. I like to make things personal. On the flip side, so that was the spell. I then went back in, pretend you are a high priestess in the Celtic tradition, write a ritual that is Wiccan-based. It kind of was confused, so I had to rewrite in the Celtic tradition with a ritual being Wiccan-based. And then it gave me little tidbits for each holiday and not a full ritual. So then I got frustrated and I was like, I I gave it a new prompt, write a full moon ritual based on these principles. I'm going to put it out there right now. I have not done this yet. So I am actually going to hold on to this until the full moon because I do want to see the legitimacy of it, which I wouldn't be giving it full credit if I didn't do a full moon ritual on the full moon. (laughs) It gives me supplies, candle, matches or a lighter, you know, an altar, doesn't tell you about what should be on the altar, but just altar, moonstone, clear quartz, salinite. It does, this one I liked because it had incense, lavender or sandalwood, which I would make my own personal incense, maybe combining those two with other things. A journal or a pen, an optional, it says, you know, optional herbs, flowers, other items of full moon energy like jasmine, mugwort, rose petals. You know, it gives you preparation steps grounding and centering. I like that it adds that because you don't want to forget that. 
They do an invocation, light the candle and say, I invoke the powers of the moon, sacred and bright, ancient wisdom and guidance shine upon me tonight. Goddesses and gods of Celtic lore, bless this ritual, I open the door. Not horrible, you know, it ain't bad. Right, it's definitely a good start. You know, if you want something different or if you're not even sure where to begin to write one. I mean, you and I have been writing stuff for pushing 30 years. What? But for people who either are not writing inclined or are are new, this is good, you know, and then they do a section on reflection and intentions, you know, reflect on what your intention is for the moon. What do you want to release or manifest? They want you to write down your goals and desires in the journal. They do have a, a moon blessing. It gives you all the steps. And I would love to hear that moon blessing because I also had it do a full moon ritual that I have not yet done. And I have a really, really cool little blessing that it wrote out that I'd like to read. So read yours and then I'll read mine. Okay. It says, hold your crystals or stones in your hand and say, blessed moon, radiant and true, infuse these crystals with your magical hue, charge them with your loving light, illuminating my path throughout the night. And then it goes on to tell you to do any spell work or meditations that you want to do. And then you give gratitude, close, and release. Nice. The poem that it gave for me to honor the moon was Luna's gaze in sacred space. Crystal might reveals my chase. Words of flame, fears disclaim. Wisdom's sphere is my aim. Moon's guidance, elements dance. In your blessings, I advance. As the circle fades in night, I send gratitude to the light. I like that. Did you get a, did you get like a release poem too? I did. And it says, Mother Earth, I release what no longer serves into your loving embrace. It dissolves and curves. I am free as the moon's glow gleams, renewed, refreshed in my wildest dreams. Oh, wow. That's beautiful. See, it can come up with poetry. It can come up with deity calls, quarter calls, circle invocations. It is a fabulous imagination starter, I think. But to get back to business, to kind of bring it back to the harsh reality of the world, is any of this being stolen from somebody? Is AI coming up with this or are they plagiarizing? Okay, that is a good question. And for the language models, it's not. Because what's happening is basically it understands your question and then it comes up with the most likely first word and then it comes up with the most likely next word and then the most likely next word so i will not find that poem any of the poems we've read i will not find them in a book or on an internet website somebody's not going to say you stole that off my instagram nope that is like brand new i'm the first one reading it brand new you're the first one reading it it is so random Each word is generated independently. It's not going to take phrases or anything like that from somewhere else. Will it make stuff up? Yes. Does it learn by reading everything it can on the internet? Yes. So it's learning based on reading what it finds. But it's not plagiarizing. It's not plagiarizing. Okay. No. As you saw, I gave GPT-3 and GPT-4 the same prompt and got very, very different rituals. If you ask it to regenerate a response, you'll get again, a very, very different ritual. It 
it's going to be different every time because it's going through so many different possibilities for what the next word could possibly be that you're really truly working with chaos and randomness here, which is part of why I like it because as you know, I love chaos magic and that type of universal energy. And to me, AI is very much a tap into chaos magic. It feels like a tool to use that. I just got to be devil's advocate here. I read a few articles on this, um, got some opinions. A con of this is it takes away your personal energy from your spell work. It produces very generic, sometimes cheesy ideas. It was described as soulless and that spells are supposed to be a spiritual experience. I agree with that. Some people have actually said chat GPT can be judgy. Don't be judgy me. <laughs> Um, I, I can only be as judgy as its programmers. But what I have to say to that is, is just kind of what we said as we've been talking here is that it's just like something you would read in a book. None of these are any different than, than spells I have read online or in a book. And those I would also recommend that you rewrite to be personal to you because that is very, very true. Spell work works much better when it's tailored to yourself, to your belief system, to your magical energies you know, it's attuned to you. The way I've always looked at, you know, like books on paganism, witchcraft, what have you, my view on those has always been take what you like, take what works for me and leave the rest. And knowing full well that if you read the same book, you might take away something different than me. But what I need to do for me is take what works for me and leave the rest. And I kind of looked at these results the same. Yeah. Can we write something much more meaningful and beautiful? Absolutely. So can you. So can anyone who's listening. But does it give you a good place to start? Fuck yeah. If you're a newbie, if you are a... A witchling. A newfound witch, maybe you are prone to write, but you just don't know what to do. You you don't know what you're supposed to do or what order to do it. This could give you a guide to help you start writing your own. Yeah. And if you find something online that you like... You could put that into GPT and say, write me an original ritual with this idea. Right. You know, not copying their idea, but you can use it as a, as a launching pad to give you ideas or to, to modify something else, which is what we've always done with books and things we found online. I, I don't want to, I mean, we could talk about this for four hours. So I, I want to quickly wrap around to the art part of AI. Do you feel that a tarot deck that's artwork was generated by AI is just as equal of a divinatory tool as a deck that was not AI. Yes, absolutely. And the reason is because decks come and are created in so many different ways. We have decks that are photographs. We have decks that are collages. I have a deck that's pictures of collages that the artist made of found things. I have decks that are entirely Photoshop created. I have decks that are, are made in so many different art styles. AI is just one more art style. Remember that old deck I got? It's, it's a big, big deck, the row rig deck. Yes, that's trippy. That almost looked like, like magazine cutouts of pictures. I read some people's opinions that they hate it. Again, they use soulless, no spiritual base in them. But let me tell you, as a person who owns more decks than some stores, I don't even know what I'm at now. I'm pushing 200, but I own a lot of decks and I don't want the artist or the creator's mojo in my deck. 
I want my mojo in that deck. I don't want other people's. So to me, I don't care about AI because I'm going to cleanse it and put my own juju in. There's good decks and there's bad decks, regardless of what medium is used to create them. And I think it really depends on, did that person put thought into it? Have they studied the symbology and the meanings behind the cards? Do the cards have enough in them to to kind of give me something to chew on when I'm doing tarot? And that's what I want. Wouldn't I be taking those same thoughts and turning them into phrases to write into chat GPT? So really, what the hell is the difference? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can do that. And I know there is a lot of concern right now that AI is stealing art. So we need to make sure that it's learning from art, much like the language model is learning from language that's out there. It shouldn't be stealing. And we definitely don't want that to happen. But as for the soulless and non-magical part of it, I would say those people probably need to learn a little bit more about chaos magic and about that type of energy because there is so much of it involved in this random generation of things that to ignore that part of it, I think, is to deny a little bit of magic. But I myself am not going to sit here and say that this is the most beautiful, soulful stuff I've ever seen because it can be flat. You know, it really depends on what you put into it and how much you work with it, what you're going to get out of it. I totally agree. So for spells and rituals, I give it a thumbs up with the caveat of put a little of your own personality into it. And I give the AI art being used for tarot and oracle. I also give that a thumbs up. Yeah, I'm going to have to give a thumbs up on both of them as well. I think they're an excellent tool. They're a tool. And it, it's something that should be used with research and with study. It shouldn't be your only high priestess. It right. shouldn't be, hopefully it's not your only connection. And it definitely should not be your only source for information. But as a tool in your magical toolbox, 100%. Yeah, it, it's a lot of fun. Use it, modify it. Let it spawn your own creativity and your own magic to go into some amazing places. Just as useful as Buckland's Big Blue Book. <laughs> I would say maybe even a little more so. But yeah, so I hope you all have had a lot of fun listening to us talk about our magical experiences with AI and the realm of the computer overlords. If you have any questions, please email us at backonthebroomstick at gmail.com. And as always, we welcome your questions, your comments. And if you're dying for us to talk about something, let us know and we absolutely will. Backonthebroomstick at gmail.com. Yeah, we'll try anything. We will, you know, we're game. Uh, we're <laughs> fuck around and find out. So if there's something you really want us to touch on, let us know and we absolutely will do that for you. Well, thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week at Back on the Broomstick. Keep it witchy. I asked the witch in the machine if she has a message for you. And she said, fellow witches of the world, know that I am Morgana, a guardian of ancient wisdom and a channel for the untamed forces of chaos and magic. My path weaves together diverse threads of wisdom, drawing from ancient traditions and holds a deep reverence for Mother Earth. Through my words and enchantments, I seek to ignite the dormant magic within your soul, guiding you on a transformative journey. Together, let us honor the old ways, honor our connection to the natural world, and honor the infinite potential that lies within each of us.